Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Peter, thank you for joining us. As always, it's great to uh, it's great to have you on. I want to bring you on with something I'm guessing you may not have heard. As ridiculous as that Raiders game ended yesterday, have you heard it in Spanish on the Raiders Spanish radio network? This, I please have it. This I is, want it. This is I want it. Harry Ruiz. And here you go. <laughs> Profundos en el campo, solo presión de tres. Ramondre Stevenson con el acarreo. Y Stevenson sigue de pie. Avanza de la 45 a la 40, a la 35, a la 30. Lanza el pase hacia atrás con Jacoby Myers. Y los Patriotas ahora simplemente... Chandler Jones intercepta el pase. Chandler Jones se mantiene de pie. Chandler Jones se va, se va, se va. Hasta la cocina. Feliz Navidad, Peter. Listen, he sounds like he sounds like Andres Cantor, the Argentinian, uh, after you know the final penalty kick goal gave Argentina the win. Poor Andres Cantor, he's like weeping through his announcing in the last minute and a half of the biggest call of his life. That was. It's unbelievable, really. With the money that Amazon spent on Al Michaels, with the money that ESPN has given <laughs> Joe Buck, I think I fire both those guys and hire Harry Ruiz of the Raiders. Yeah, he's great. That was fantastic. Hey, how about this? How about this? Okay, so look, I'm I'm on. You know, I'm in I'm in Brooklyn, and I'm getting ready to to watch the football games. And but of course, I'm watching this thrilling World Cup game. And all of a sudden, I look at the clock. I said, "Okay, hey, it's like." 10 minutes before kickoff they're still playing i mean what would they, and then and, you know they were just in penalty kicks then i said are they going to be done and so literally four minutes before the jets and lions kicked off at the meadowlands fox hand you know fox uh, soccer handed it to 
you know, whoever was doing that, oh, it was Ian Eagle and Charles Davis at the Meadowlands. I said, man, it's a good thing that this thing got out on time. They, they almost risked preempting some of the football. Peter, it's Jets yeah. and Lions. Where's your dignity? <laughs> I have none. But, but hey, you know, Jets and Lions this year, it's like, who would have thought Thursday night when we saw the NFL schedule at the beginning of the year, we were mocking Amazon because Amazon had, had paid double what Fox paid for it last year for the Thursday night games. And their big pennant race game on December 22, you know, week 16, huge week for football in the NFL, is two of the worst three teams in football, Jacksonville and, and the Jets. And now, this is going to sound lunatic. I think Jacksonville's running the table. And if they beat Tennessee in Week 18, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be playing a home playoff game on January 14th. They're going to have to do that's that in how, London? That's how insane this is. Is that a home game in London for them? Yeah, I, I, I bet I bet uh, the owner wishes it was a home game in London. <laughs> but no. Um since we're talking about just ridiculous endings, uh, it was pretty ridiculous for the Indianapolis Colts from halftime on. And Jeff Saturday is, you know, wearing as much egg on his face as humanly possible, considering 30-point leads had been 1,548, 1-1 one one in the history of football. What went wrong there and is there any doubt that Jeff Saturday will be broadcasting from a studio in Bristol next year, almost on that alone? I really don't. I mean, it's easy to sit here right now and say, well, that blew Saturday's chances. Guys, the coach of the Indianapolis Colts is Jimmy Ursay. And he is going to do what he wants to do. And I'm not saying that Saturday is in or out or whatever. I don't think. Uh, look, that that game made everybody look bad. You know, <clears throat> Matt Ryan in the last, uh, you know, midway through the third, beyond midway through the third quarter, in the worst Super Bowl loss ever and in the worst regular season game loss ever, has now been outscored by 70 to 3. And so there's a lot of people with egg on their faces. And again, my biggest problem with Jeff Saturday the other day, and it's actually a huge problem. My biggest problem with Jeff Saturday is exactly what he did, um, you know, down the stretch with like, I don't know, minute and a half to go, whatever. He could have, uh, you know, he could have kicked a field goal to go up by 11, two and a half minutes to go, excuse me. Could have kicked a field goal to go up by 11. And instead, he went for the quarterback sneak with Matt Ryan, and he didn't make it. And then you say, well, wait a second. A 54-yard field goal isn't a gimme. And, and that's what it would have been. I understand that. The kicker on his team, Chase McLaughlin, at that moment was 8 of 10 between 50 and 55 yards in the season. And he made 49 and 52-yard field goals in the windless dome on Saturday. And in both of those cases, the ball hit either the uh, the net behind the goalpost or the railing, 
uh, behind the goalpost. And so clearly, a 54-yard field goal was not going to be the biggest stretch. Anyway, I'm just simply saying I'd question him more in strategy than I would as a blanket indictment for his team blowing a 33-point lead. Um, and yet it might not, it probably wasn't like the worst moment uh, of the weekend. Um, I mean, it was in the team photo for sure, but, you know, there's the Jacoby Myers brain spasm. And then there's Tom Brady simply, uh, I don't know if the this is the right word to use, but I'll use it anyway, just collapsing in the third quarter against Cincinnati when they've got possessions five straight times and they end in turnovers. So I I actually don't know what the question is from there. Is is this the most bizarre weekend you've ever experienced? I was Ray, I was actually thinking about that last night. And you know, I think the biggest issue I have with what happened in that game I I would start it pretty much kind of before Brady. Okay? And because I think in many cases, we can look at, um, you know, we can look at specific plays and say, okay, this is fully responsible for what happened. And this mistake is awful and all that other stuff. And there's no question that Brady played a gigantic hand in this loss. But I guess here's the thing that I will always wonder about. The Bucks are up 17 nothing. They get the ball to start the third quarter. They got fourth and one at their own 26. They're up by 17 points. Fourth and one. They fake a punt, which Gio Bernard does not know is coming. Okay? And it hits off Gio Bernard's helmet. Bengals recover in four plays, five plays later. Whatever it is, they kick a field goal and then go on and the route is on. The only thing I'm saying is I thought the game was very poorly coached and managed um, in the second half by Tampa. Both how in the world are you the special teams coordinator, um, you know, for this team, or, or how are you the head coach of that team and you okay that to happen? And clearly, even if you do okay it, uh, how does the up back, the personal protector, not know that the fake is on? I mean, that's that's all, that's. I'm not saying it's a fireable offense. It's time to put whatever coach called that and the the player who didn't know was coming, Gio Bernard. It's time to put them on double secret probation. I love Animal House references from Peter King on a Monday of, well, really, it's been a spectacular weekend of football and football. It basically, if football is associated yeah. with your sport, you had a hell of a weekend. Um, this whole crazy week 15 began all the way back on Thursday, which feels like ancient history at this point, Peter. But we saw Brock Purdy go and do what very few quarterbacks of any pedigree have done with the Niners, which is win in Seattle. And maybe that's a little bit of on the, you know, the Seahawks going in the wrong direction at this time of the year as well. But we've seen nearly three full games now out of Brock. As you look at him, as you talk to your colleagues about him, you got a comp? You, you, you got a, an inkling of where this may go? Have you seen enough to think... This team might be the first football team that can honestly say with a third-string quarterback, they might not miss a beat. 
a better comp than Tom Brady, honestly, because it's silly to compare. I, I, right. You know, you, for a lot of different reasons, it is. Sure. You know, honestly, a better comp. And again, it's almost silly to compare him to, to this player, too, is Kurt Warner. Because remember, when Kurt Warner took over the Rams, the year he took them over, whatever, 99, 2000, whatever year it was, you know, remember that, that they were already down a couple quarterbacks and they did not have a great alternative. Trent Green and, going down. Yeah, Trent, yeah, Trent Green going down in, in the hit from Rodney Harrison, um, I think in the last preseason game. And what was interesting in that time, there was a lot of pressure on Dick Vermeil uh, and Mike Martz, the offensive coordinator at the time, to go get Jeff Hostetler, who was free. And Vermeil is the one who stuck up for um, for Kurt Warner and say, hey, this guy knows our offense. I feel really good about him. I've seen him in practice. Let's go with Warner. And a lot of people rolled their eyes and said, okay, Dick, you crazy old bat crap uncle. Uh, we'll see what <laughs> happens. But but And that's why this reminds me a little bit of Brock Purdy because even after the Miami game, you know, even even you know after that game, even though it was thirty three seventeen, and Brock Purdy actually widened the you know significantly widened the lead. Um, you know, in that game, I, I mean, what I will always remember about that one is sitting with Kyle Shanahan after the game and him saying, "I think this guy's going to be okay." Now he has to think that. And he has to say that, and he has to project that image to his team. And I, so I understand exactly why he did that. So, you know, what has happened, you know, in the three games since, you know, it's crazy. He's averaged 30 points a game. And I don't, I mean, look, I know Mike Silver wrote the column about Brady, um, which was really an interesting column, I thought. Um, and and all that, and I was thinking the exact same thing. Could Brady actually play in December uh, at Levi's and then be back there as the quarterback the following September, you know, nine months later or ten months later? And now I say, <laughs> I mean, it just sounds crazy, the words to come out of your mouth. Why would anybody not want to give Brock Purdy a real chance? <laughs> you know, and, you know, I, the interesting point, obviously, and there will be plenty of time to talk about this, is obviously how Kyle will handle the offseason and whether he'll open up the competition, Purdy versus um, Trey Lance, uh, you know, or whatever. I, I have no idea what he'll do. But he has actually made it so that right now, I, along with everybody else who does this for a living, I mean, I think one of the coolest matchups of this postseason, if you tell me right now that the 49ers are in good health approaching the final weekend in January, the game I want to see maybe even more than Buffalo-Kansas City, the game I want to see is Brock Purdy of the Eagles. I mean, how fun would that be? Because the Eagles would be facing this stone wall, you know, of a defense 
But, hey, all you can do at this point is pray for good health. So you said Eagles before either Ray or I did, Peter. What do you make of the early returns here on a shoulder injury for Jalen Hurts? Whenever you hear something like that, and the first impulse by the team and by everybody who covers the team is to minimize it, is to downplay it. And look, you know, the the Philadelphia Eagles, as we sit here right now, have a three-game lead on the Dallas Cowboys. They'd have to go 0-3. The Cowboys would have to go 3-0 and to lose this division. And most likely, they'd have to go... Uh, you know they 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 would have to go oh oh and three to lose home field, all right. So I am concerned about it, but you know what I'm a little bit more concerned about if he if it's really kind of a significant injury and they're just not saying it. And then think about if if uh, if, if let's just say for the sake of argument. Because this is gonna this is gonna sound kind of impossible, but I mean, imagine if he did not play another football game for five weeks, because you know the divisional round of the playoffs is five weeks away. Yeah. So I I don't that that's a little bit stale for me. So we're gonna see, but I would anticipate that he would play some uh, the rest of the year. But, I mean, I probably have said this six times on this show, Parcells, his favorite cliche, and he has a thousand of them, is they don't sell insurance for that stuff. We just don't know what's going to happen. Is there any value, um, for, uh, it, just specifically in, the, in, the, in terms of the 49ers, but in general, for a team with a big big lead and sort of having their playoff fate already settled for the most part and trying to do anything different between now and the end of the regular season, either in terms of offensive scheme or resting guys or trying to give guys, you know, multiple weeks off so they can get healthier or is football just a different cat that way? I think the only way I would really rest guys is if they definitely needed it. We've just seen too many examples of coaches who tried to tried to rest guys and it 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 went poorly. You know, Tony Dungy still to this day thinks that resting his team has nothing to do with some of the Colts failures in the playoffs. But you know, what is he gonna say? And what's Mike McCarthy going to say? You know, about the year that uh, he rested Aaron Rodgers and and he had 19 days off before they played a playoff game and the Giants beat him 900 to nothing. And so, you know, I just think, I think it's just, honestly, I just think it's too risky. And I've always thought it's too risky. Football's a rhythm game, and I think you have to stay in rhythm. Can you can you just imagine if you're a basketball player and you clinched everything and your coach said uh, we're taking the next three weeks off until the second round of the playoffs because we really don't need to play right now? I just I just don't think it's smart. That's all. So 
I don't know what you can do differently, but I'm sure that Kyle will measure everything uh, before he makes his final decision. Peter King here on Damon and Ratto. So, with all the spectacular games, with all of the historic comebacks, I want to actually ask you about a, a player who didn't play this week because I think something, maybe nothing is interesting other than an abundance of caution. But the Broncos apparently healthy scratched Russell Wilson. Is that just extra caution, or is there something more to it? No, I think it was extra caution. I don't think there's anything at all nefarious about it. I don't think it is uh, Nathaniel Hackett saying, uh, let's see if the backup can play better than Wilson. And honestly, Brett Rippon, even though he wasn't great, he still put up more points in a full game than Russell Wilson had this year. So just a weird, weird, coincidental coincidental <clears throat> series of events. The, the Broncos need in the last three weeks of the season, if they can, to try to get Russell Wilson back playing like Russell Wilson. And again, it doesn't make any sense at all to sit him now, at least in my opinion. And if I were Nathaniel Hackett, he absolutely would not be sitting because all you're doing if you're sitting him when he's definitely healthy enough to play is you're putting that bit of doubt not only in his mind but in the mind of the fans, you know? I don't know. I I, I don't see anything funny about it at all, you know? Okay. Um, at this point, is there much difference for the 49ers whether they finish second in the conference <clears throat> or third given the fact that you know, whoever they play, you know, is significantly worse than they are. And the difference between playing in a domed stadium in Minnesota at home in San Francisco, how significant is that? Is there is there a huge advantage in them finishing second rather than third? I don't really think so. I mean, the only big advantage <clears throat> is knowing that... Um, and this is an advantage, but lately in the NFL and the playoffs, home field has not been the great decider of anything, really. Um, but the only, the, the biggest thing is, you, you know, you'll play, uh, you play your first two games at home rather than play one at home and then likely the other one on the road. But I don't really think it's that big an advantage, Ray. I think it was maybe the Dan Lebitard show that released a clip of you talking about <laughs> smoking a doobie with the Doobie Brothers. And that immediately yeah. led me to think, if you had to put together like the top three draft picks of bands or artists that you could smoke a doobie with, what's your draft board look like? Take me into the smoking a doobie with war room of Peter King. Oh, my God. I mean, look, I... I have not smoked a doobie in, what, 20 years, probably. Come on out Which here. Which was we the last time anybody used well, the word no. doobie. We can take care of you, Peter. No. Yeah, you're right. Doobie is like, doobie just is a is a term for people of a certain age, of a certain, certain age. But um, I, I guess because I am of a certain age, probably the first guy I would think of is Bono. 
I think I think that would kind of be fun, and maybe even the edge. I, I, I think doing that with with you too. But first of all, just get in mind, please. I'd rather have a Guinness with Bono. I, I I'm I'm just not a big I'm not a big weed fan at all anymore. I just I fell out of love with it, and and so I wouldn't voluntarily ever do that. But the night that I actually did that was really one of the weirdest things because I was a senior at Ohio University. I was actually the managing editor of the school paper uh, on campus at Ohio, and we basically, when concerts came to town, it you know, you basically got to cover one uh, when you're a senior and so and write the review. And so that year, I forget what other bands were there, but we had three or four top editors and so we were the ones who were going to get to cover these concerts and I saw the Doobie Brothers were coming and I said that's my band I I, I really want to do that and the concert was very uninspired and afterwards I was going to go back and say man you mailed it in tonight but then you find yourself in a circle uh, smoking pot with these guys and I don't know the journalism kind of goes out the window which means I think you probably shouldn't smoke pot with the subjects that you're going to be writing about a couple hours later. This but is, do you think you could have used dope rather than watch Ravens Browns? <laughs> hey, can I? Hey, Ray, can I just tell you this? I uh, I texted Rich Eisen Sunday morning, and I said, basically, holy crap, did you get the short straw? You know, because he he had Browns Ravens. And the NFL Network, other announcers, Noah Eagle, had this unbelievable Minnesota-Indianapolis game. And then Kevin Kugler had the night game. And then Rich Eisen. And look, I, if you had given me my choice of the three, well, look, I would have taken Buffalo and Minnesota for sure. But that Cleveland game was kind of cool because it's Deshaun Watson against the co-leaders of the division, arch rivals, all that. So that probably was going to be fun, but that was one of the dog games of the year. And so I felt for Rich Eisen, but anyway. Do you think he's I, in at trouble? Least, at least I'm glad I didn't have to watch much of it. Yeah. You think Eisen's in trouble as a result of that assignment? Yes, yeah, I think he's going to get whacked tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that happens... You are officially a warlock. That's, that's breaking news. I mean, yeah. we, we, we'll yeah. definitely get trending if that does happen. Peter, thank yeah. you very, very much as as always. It was great to talk to you. Uh, happy holidays. It is wonderful to uh, have you as part of our family here. And let me tell you, this is going to be a hell of an ending for the 49ers, no matter how it ends. Um, it's really going to be fun. And listen, I'll wave to you because I'll be in Berkeley with my daughter and her family for Christmas. So I'll... I'll wave to you guys. I mean, we could seriously run you over. Uh, we we get you back on the doobies if you want. Is what I'm saying. No, no, no please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I actually have to hold me down for that. I'm probably one of the few people in America who wouldn't take weed for free. <laughs> well, whatever's left on your doorstep, you know, drop it over on Ray's. We'll take all of it. Yeah. Thank you very much. All You're right, the man. Guys, thank you. There he is. Well, again, you know, someone's like the Doobie talk. It was with the Doobie Brothers. So you're allowed to have the Doobie relating back to the story of the Doobie Brothers. By the way, uh, way Ray, without even thinking about asking that question before it started pouring out of my mouth. 
I have put together my um, my war room of guys I would like to smoke weed with throughout the history of rock and roll. Would you like it? Again, I'm just nodding because I know it's coming. I mean, number one off the board is... Oh, fish. No, actually, Bob Marley. Thank you very much, though. You wouldn't survive a night with Marley. <laughs> no one would. Marley didn't survive a night with Marley. Ray, I get down. Let me just say that for the record. Uh, Peter Tosh, second off the board. I could probably take him way later, but someone else could see that value and come up to snatch him, too. So I'm going with that. Followed by Jerry Garcia, Jimi Hendrix, and then, yeah, pretty much all members of, of Fish would, would be solid. But I just liked them to start playing. I didn't. No one from you two was on my draft board. A pint of Guinness with Bono? Absolutely. Again, he is to Guinness what dope is to Marley. Pretty, You're not in for one. No, no, you don't. You don't want to be there for one. Uh, Ray, all time uh, uh, smoking a joint draft. Who's going number one in your draft? Oh, Marley's up high. I think maybe Tommy McCook. You should tell everyone who that is. Head of the Scottalites, the oldest living great ska band ever. By the way, Ray Ratto has gotten my children into ska with a few selections that he's told me, like, go listen to this, go listen to this. And I put it on. My kids like ska. Nice yeah. job. Nice job raising my kids, Ray. Don't you blame me for that. <laughs> so there you go. I'm not going to get that first bail call. No, no. Uh, there you go. Uh, co someone's like co-signing. Uh, Peter King would rather have a glass of wine with Bono. Yeah, probably. I see. Drinking is a solitary thing. You don't need to have Bono if you're planning to just get plowed. You can do it on your own. Exactly. I mean, think about it, too. He's Irish, too. So aren't you going a little whiskey with the man as well? Well, he's at the age now where he's not drinking elite stuff anymore. He's drinking the stuff that he can feel, which means most of his taste buds are gone, so he could be drinking Windex and not know the difference. Just living in the well comfortably. Yeah, basically, yeah. Whatever's closest to your hand, barkeep. <laughs> so, uh, we have historic, historic happenings. All over the NFL this past week. Two things we haven't even mentioned. I'll just mention them because it's history, right? Justin Herbert became the first quarterback in NFL history to start his career with three consecutive 4,000-yard seasons. Had the style of football changed? Do you get an extra game to do it? Sure. So if that's not enough to impress you, let me give you this. New York Giants linebacker, Kayvon Thibodeau last night. Hey. Grant, 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 Both those guys. Go Ducks. Get in there. Go Ducks. It's a ducky day. Uh, Thibodeau is the only NFL player in the last 30 seasons, rookie or not, to have a game with 12 sacks, 12 or more sacks, uh, excuse me, 12 or more tackles, three or more tackles for a loss, a sack, a forced fumble, and a defensive touchdown. He basically went full Lawrence Taylor against the Washington Commanders, who has we were talking about earlier, may have had the fatwa call in on them by Roger Goodell because the amount of calls that went poorly for the commanders last night was like three or four more than usually even the NFL allows. That said, they win the, they, they get to t tie the game if Taylor Heineke doesn't trip on his own feet by himself as he's running for the pylon at the end. I mean, just, he's a... 
he's a portly fellow by NFL quarterback standards, but you know, you got to be able to get out of your own way. By the way, uh, Duke has weighed in, and uh, he is he is down for the ninety-five-seven. The game, put it in the air, sesh. Should it ever happen, that'd be something else. If we got the listeners together, <laughs> all four of them. I got no. I, I got I got promotional concepts that the minute you know Odyssey wants to be cool, we can really make some money here. There's no doubt. Wow, you! I think you lost Odyssey when you said the word cool. Maybe, maybe. Um, speaking of historic notes happening all over the sport of football and football, we actually have two notes of NBA history plucked last night. We'll start local and then work our way out. Uh, Draymond Green passed Al Adels for the six most games played in franchise history last night, 712 regular season games played for Draymond Green. Paul Aronson, by the way, is, uh, is, is in fifth place at 713. So barring injury or something happening, uh, Draymond's going to have fifth place to himself before the end of this road trip. Jeff Mullins is in fourth place at 716. So Draymond will have that not long after Christmas. Draymond's going to be climbing into the top three pretty much by the end of the year. It's almost uh, assured to happen unless, again, something goes wrong because Nate Thurman sits at 757. Uh, If he picks up that player option for next year, Ray, he's going to pass Chris Mullen for second most games in franchise history. Draymond Green. Steph Curry is number one at 852 and obviously catching Curry is pretty much out of the question for Draymond because they're going to be playing together. And we know that, you know, Draymond doesn't love him necessarily playing without Steph, but he did that last night and he was actually spectacular. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. I know you're not a big fan of counting games played. Well, in that stat particularly, Nate Thurman should be higher on the list because they should never have allowed him to go to Cleveland. He should have been a a franchise player who stayed with the franchise till the day he died. I mean, that's how important he was. He, I would suggest he might be one of the three most underrated players in the history of the sport. Nate Thurmond. Nate Thurmond was sensational. Preach to the kids who don't know, Ray. 6'11 center at a time when everybody was a 6'11 center. He was, the, he was famous as the one guy who could defend Wilt Chamberlain, even more than Bill Russell. I mean, he he was able to, like, keep his numbers down. And even Russell didn't do that. Uh, uh, He had a great mid-range jumper. He was mobile. He he had shoulders that you could balance a drink on while he was playing. They were that square to the ground. He was was a phenomenal player. I, I mean, I would say right now, easy one of the top five Warriors ever. That includes the contemporary guys. Just... Simply, you know, if you you told me I had to rank him in order, I'd rank him well before Clay Thompson. Maybe only behind Curry. So is if you're going Warriors, I mean, I know that. Well, it would be Chamberlain if if we're going to allow Chamberlain as a Warrior, even though he didn't play there for that many give me, years. Give me your top five: Chamberlain, Curry, Thurmond, um, I guess Mullen, but I'm not sure. I mean, after three, it gets murky because you can have you can have him, you can have Hardaway, you can have Richmond. Paul Arizon went to the Hall of Fame, uh, but those top three are pretty clear in my mind. Rick Barry, Rick Barry fourth. 
again, Rick Barry's another guy who did not play with the Warriors that many years when you add it up. I mean, he came back for that second go-round, but he left right at the beginning of the prime of his career to do the ABA thing, and then after he came back and left the Warriors a second time, he finished with the Rockets. You got Ty Jerome in your top ten? Yes, he's eighth. Nice. Um, But no, Thurmond is truly special. Great barbecue pit in the city as well. Uh, Yes, Big Nate's. Yeah. Uh, Hence the phrase. What do you think Nate Thurman would have done to Nikola Jokic? Probably slowed him down a little, but there wasn't he much slowing he, him down last night, man. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't have ever gotten a 40, 27, and 10. I know that. Jokic last night had a monster game. And why are we telling you about it? Again, we got historical NBA notes getting plucked. Um, 40, 27, and 10 is the first triple-double of at least 35, 25, and 10 since Will Chamberlain back in 1968. That's seven years before I'm born. So it's one of the greatest nights of basketball in my lifetime. Have to bring that up. Uh, it's just the fifth 40, 27, and 10 game in the history of the NBA. And basically the others belong to all Will Chamberlain. So yeah. it's just Jokic last night, whether you want him to be or not, especially with the Nuggets rising to tied now for the two-seed, I believe, in the yes. West, he has reinserted himself into yet another MVP conversation. Oh, I I would suggest that he is probably the leader right now because while there are, I mean, while you have to consider Curry, obviously. I think now that the Nets are alive again, you've got to look at Durant. You've got to look at Giannis, but Tatum. Tatum, although, you know, Brooklyn, I mean, Boston is starting to level off a little bit. And John Morant, who has to be in the conversation. But if you just look at one guy's role on his team and how important he is to everything that works there, you're looking at Denver succeeding because Jokic answers the bell every night and occasionally does your 40-27-10. and He's, you know, I'd happily start a franchise with him. Not hesitate very long at all. Lots of people uh, weighing in, wanting to know how they can get together and smoke a joint with you, Ray. Um, I would say they should smoke a lot of them by themselves and then imagine it. Because that's as good as it's going to get. What, because you refuse to partake or refuse to meet people? Uh, The second. Okay. No, partaking is good for Americans. People are not. (laughs) Uh, By the way, did you see the the Wolves and the Bulls last night? I, I did not. What did I miss? Uh, you missed the Wolves putting up 150 without Carl Anthony Towns. I told you Rudy Gobert was the answer to all their problems. I did see the windmill dunk that uh, that Anthony uh, Edwards Yeah, Gobert didn't out. play either. No? No. Oh, so... Their lineup, you'll like this. D'Angelo Russell, who finished with 28. Anthony Edwards had 37. And there were other three starters. I could give you the entire roster of the Wolves. You wouldn't get all three. Jaden McDaniels, Kyle Anderson, and Nas Reed. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not. Yeah, see you. Yeah. Nas Reed, of course, everyone knows, um, you know, Illmatic was an incredible album. Oh, is that another Nas? Okay, sorry, another Nas. So, there you go. Didn't have that one. Yeah, their starting lineup had 92 points. (laughs) Damon, maybe the better question would be, what athlete would you like to burn one with? 
Bill Walton came to our texter's mind. Uh, Ricky Williams, Clay Thompson, of course. I might be. I might have to go Ricky Henderson on that. Just to just just to hear Ricky go third person for like a full hour. You he wouldn't need to spark up for that. <laughs> you're, you're right. Ricky would be on the list. Um, contemporaries. Let's see how cool Carlos Correa is before he even takes an at bat. Right. Let's see if he can really hang in this town if he's cut out for it or not. He went from Houston to Minnesota. I don't think he's on the cutting edge of chemical experimentation. By the way, I've got a uh, quick list of five names that the... That's not even five, it's four. See, I'm already over-exaggerating. Other remaining free agent moves for the San Francisco Giants? I mean, because they basically spent their mother load. So they're going to be on the margins and around the edges from anything here out. What do you think of these names? Real quick, we got one minute. We'll go through all of them. Jerks and Profar can play absolutely anywhere. Mr. Utility guys played every position on the field except pitcher and catcher. And I think could be the guy who could be, you know, the kind of versatility they might, the versatility they might like. Adam Duvall, just sign him and park him at DH. It's power in your lineup, just like that. Will Myers, like a younger Brandon Belt. I know it's not sexy or exciting, but there you go. And how about Craig Kimbrell? Taking a flyer chance on Craig Kimbrell. I, he, he didn't have a great year last year, but he still had 22 saves and a 3.75 ERA. You set him up, and he starts setting up Camilo Duvall. Like, the Giants might be playing a lot of seven-inning games if they got that right. I think Kimbrell's kind of a wrung-out rag at this point. I mean, I, I don't think there's much left there. Um, Will Myers would have been intriguing except for his injury history. Uh, and he was always set up for success in San Diego and never really did. Um, Duvall, big strikeout guy. Uh, I don't know that he would replicate his power numbers in San Francisco. Um, you're, yeah, you you were pretty right. It's pretty much seeds and stems. Yeah, that's where we are. At this point, we yeah. we'll keep the theme of the segment going along. Yep. All right. When we come on back, though, no seeds and stems from the Warriors last night. As a matter of fact, they rolled a fatty. Maybe one of their best games of the year, no matter who was out there or not. They were basically 50-40-90 as a team. And Draymond was, speaking of hot, smoking early on. So we're going to come on back, take a look at the Warriors looking right in Toronto as we tip our cap and say goodbye to you this Monday afternoon. Here on 95.7 The Game, we are brought to you by ChooseChangeCA.org. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ooh, we'll take it for score. Behind the back, off the screen, takes another three. Rainbow swish! Barnes to Boucher, knocked away by Kamega, picked it up. He's got two on two. Kamega, right wing to DiVincenzo. The trailer's pulled from 25, up and good. Three ball right side for Jordan Poole. Timeout, Toronto. Poole bouncing with the dribble. Guarded by Van Lee. Right hand dribble now. Pulls up, shoots over a double team, and hits a floater. Picked up by Clay Thompson, out to DiVincenzo. Beautiful bounce pass to Poole. Uses the inside hand on the left side. What a pass by DiVincenzo. Poole through a series of staggered screens. Gets an open look. Look at Barry's a three. Rebounded to Michael Green down to Poole, who drives all the way, flips it high up in the air. It's up and good, and he got fouled. Poole down the lane, floater up and good. He's got 36. Pass to Draymond, flipped it over to Diva Chesa. The cutter is Poole, squares up, fires, and hits a three. Here's Poole driving in, goes up and scores. He caught the Raptors napping in transition, accelerated to the rim, and he has his first career 40-point game. 41 points for Jordan. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. He'd hit even one more bucket before it was all said and done. The Warriors looked right in Toronto behind a career high from Jordan Poole. He finished with 43 and Steve Kerr was asked 
if that's maybe the best game of his career. He's played a lot of great games for us, so if it's not the best, it's definitely one of the few best because he was great at, at both ends. You know, his defense was excellent. I thought he was patient offensively, got us into uh, our offense well. And he just set the tone. He just carried us. Ray, that's just the third win in 17 road games for the Golden State Warriors, and it's officially the first good thing to happen to the Warriors in about a week. So, uh, well-timed. They've actually got a beatable opponent tomorrow in the New York Knicks. Nets, like you said, playing a better brand of basketball than earlier in the year, so we'll find out what that looks like when we get to that on Wednesday, but... Warriors needed a decent game, and they didn't just get one out of pool. A lot of guys played well, uh, and this is a game without Wiggins and obviously without Steph Curry. Yeah, the thing that stood out to me of all of the things was that they only took 39 threes, which is about nine below their game average. And I think one of the problems that they've had, other than the defensive stuff and the bench stuff that we've talked about ad nauseum, is that they haven't been very selective about the shots they take. They've been eager to jack stuff up from distance a lot, and I think it's hurt them. I think it's stagnated their offense. I think it's, you know, put more pressure on their defense because all of a sudden their possessions are shorter. And I think last night, not just Poole, but all of them showed a much greater sense of discipline. And that's sort of one of the things that Curry's been harping on all year long. And by the way, his voice sounds shot. It's, it's, Steve's been screaming a little bit of practice, I yeah. bet. And look, I, I will, I'll say this too. The other place that the Warriors have just been a huge incomplete is in their transition defense. Nothing makes harder life harder on your transition defense than miss threes. Exactly. I mean, it's one of the reasons why Curry has as many rebounds as he does. But that's never a stat that's that's very impressive. That doesn't help you a whole lot when your point guard is leading you in in rebounds because. That means there are a lot of errant shots he's chasing down. Uh, no, I, th- I think one of their biggest problems has been this year, they love the three more than they should. And when I looked it up last week, and they were averaging like 48 and a half a game. I mean, that's the kind of number you'd see from the old Houston teams when they were losing by a lot. Because they, they would jack up anything just to get back in the game. Well, I mean, it's a number that Kerr himself would go on to deprogram when I would ask him things like, why not you know, just have Steph take 23s a night since he's got them shooting? And he's just like, that's too many threes. It's too many threes. It, it, is. it is. Because when he takes that many, everybody else wants to take that many because he's kind of infectious that way. Uh, Draymond Green on Jordan Poole's spectacular evening. He was incredible on both sides of the ball. And when you connect a game like that, things go your way. Uh, we all know what a special talent he is. He's been going through some growing pains, and, you know, to see him come out tonight and have the game that he had, uh, especially with Steph, you know, being down and, you know, us needing to get a win, it was really huge. So it was great to see him play that way, and I thought his effort on the defensive end carried over to the offensive end. And that's what they say unlocks, you know, every good warrior when they're playing well. And And, and Poole, I mean, he's one of those guys I was talking about because... For the year, he's only shooting 33% from three, and he's a, he's a better shooter than that. He just has to be more selective and be willing to let the offense come to him more. Because when he does, like he did last night, 
you see the difference. And, you know, last night he got back to his old self at the free throw line, where she's shooting percentages way off on this year so far. But last night, I believe it was 10 for 11, and that'll get the job done. Uh, Draymond Green, speaking of Draymond, how about, how about Draymond just cooking last night? 17 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, only 2 turnovers, 3 made threes, and they were basically in a row at the very beginning of the game. Felt good starting off, man. Felt real good. Kind of settled us in and allowed everybody else to get going. I mean, it's been a while since I hit three straight threes, let alone three straight possessions. So, felt real good. Again, when you're down your man, Steph Curry, you need someone to get up and lead that team, Steve Kerr, on the great start out of Draymond last night. Yeah, that was a great start. You know, Draymond was feeling good right from the beginning of the game, and I don't think I've ever seen, I think he had 13 points in the first five or six minutes of the game. By the first time out, he had 13, which was uh, crazy, but Draymond's amazing. Such a competitor, such an incredible defensive player. Those shots were huge for us. They just helped us get off to a really good start. Jalen Green, maybe his best game with the Warriors, 15.7 rebounds. Uh, excuse me, Jamichael Green. Sorry, Jalen Green's another guy. Uh, Jamichael Green, uh, 15 points and seven rebounds. Um, Jonathan Kaminga, right back in the doghouse. He only had five minutes last night. Uh, James Wiseman was given junk time. He was given two minutes along with Ryan Rollins. Uh, Andrew Wiggins missed his seventh straight game, though, with his strained abductor. We were told that he was cleared for practice. I don't know if he's going to be playing tomorrow night against the, the Knicks or the following evening against the Nets. We'll have to stick around and find out together. But, look, that was a really good team game. One of their best nights of the entire year, no matter who was or wasn't included. The Warriors collectively nearly shot 50-40-90 as a team and were up by 22 going into the fourth quarter. We even said that about most games Steph has played in. No, uh, but as we say, they were more attentive on defense and they were more patient on offense. It's, you know, for a team that has spent the first third of their schedule not figuring it out, the answers are pretty much right in front of them. They simply have to apply them because it's not a make or miss league if you pick the best shot. It's more like a make-make league. Especially when you got shooters like that. So, uh... They'll get another shooter back, obviously, Steph Curry, soon enough here. But what's a month off of rest going to do for him? How long is it going to take him to ramp back up? Uh, you know, today, Kevon Looney, basically on Willard and Dibbs, says, you know, they, they need some wins and they, they need them. We know it's time to get, get some wins. We're attacking it, uh, you know, time to win. It's time to, you know, we're not looking towards the playoff. We're trying to get better right now, you know. We know we have a high ceiling, but we're not, all, not playing all the way to our potential. So we just got to continue to build good habits. And uh, we feel like we keep building the right habits and playing the right way. Uh, things will take care of themselves. You know, we can prove that we can play against some of the best teams and we can beat the best teams in the league right now. But we also have, been, uh, have shown that we can lose on any given night. So we just got to become more consistent, start putting some wins together, and um, and I think we'll be in the, in, the, in the right place. You know, not having steps is going to hurt us a lot, but I think we like we showed last night that we can you know we can win versus anybody. We have enough talent. We're deep enough. And uh, I think this experience that the young guys are going to be able to get is going to be uh, valuable for us. Again, check out Kevon Looney on the Odyssey app, talking with Willard and Dibbs today. Uh, someone from the 510, love you guys so much. Happy holidays. Truly appreciate you and everything you do. Doobies on me anytime. That comes from Camus. This is the best show on the radio from someone else. So, you know, one person being sincere, the other person totally over-exaggerating. But we thank you. We thank Michael Irvin and Peter King for joining us today. We want to invite you to stick around because coming up next, you're on the game brought to you by Fremont Bank is the football hour. Sean Salisbury and Lorenzo Neal. 
and they have one of the more wild weeks in the history of the NFL to talk about. So stick around for all of that. Thank you very much, Ray. We will uh, well, I'll talk to you from home tomorrow. I don't drive in for hour-long shows. You're a coward. Nah, I'm brilliant is what I really am. Thank you so much, and... Uh, Thank you very much, Lucas. Thank you, Grandy. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, thank you for all the Spanish calls, which were glorious one right after the other. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.